0: Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Why don't we start with some football? Why don't we start with some fights? I mean, apparently everybody suiting up in pads and hitting football practice fields right now needs to hear this. I understand that you're at that point of the summer. It's hot. Frustration is running high. People are uptight. They're on edge. Fights will happen. However, fighting your teammates is stupid. Letting the hands go on your teammates is dumb. Fighting in practice is a waste of time. Physically swinging on your teammates is not going to make you a better player or a better team or show how committed you are or show how tough you are. Throwing hands at a joint practice does not make you tough. It just doesn't. It actually makes you dumb. It's kind of like hazing. Nobody has ever gotten up on a championship podium, lifted up the glorious Lombardi, and said, you know what? We owe it all to those camp brawls. They brought us together. When we broke each other's faces, that was the greatest bonding experience of all. Nobody has ever won the college football playoff and said, if we weren't swinging on one another in August, none of this would have been possible. If we hadn't broken 64's face, we wouldn't have this moment together. Listen, I again understand why this happens. Believe me, I know that it's stressful. I know it's hot as hell. I know dudes have been grinding for weeks. I know there are guys out there fighting for their very livelihoods, their careers, their dreams, their paychecks, and they're over it, not the dream, but the heat, the friction, and there is a lot on the line in every single one of these practices. I get it. I get why dudes snap. I get why brawls happen. But it doesn't make it smart. It doesn't make it productive. It doesn't make them better. And it doesn't make it cool or okay. You know, it's like Kirby Smart saying and defending his Georgia players speeding all over Athens. Yes. It might be the age when, quote, speeding happens. Remember when Kirby Smart tried to make that argument? They're like, all these guys are flying around town, going way too fast. And he's like, hey, man, it's just that age. It's that age where speeding happens. Yeah, I I guess. But it doesn't make it okay. Just like the fact that we all know that when camp brawls break out, we know why they break out, but it does make it okay. It's kind of an obvious point, right? But apparently not to the Dallas Cowboys or the Jets or Coach Prime because all three hit the headlines yesterday for fisticuff-related reasons. Why don't we start with Dallas? Them boys. Them boys finished up their SoCal stint for the year up in Oxnard. Hey, Manny, what up? When you think of Oxnard, what do you think of? Manny and the Cowboys. And Fernando Vargas, back in the day. So they wrap up the year in Oxnard, and things got heated. Probably didn't want to leave beautiful Oxnard by the water. So heated that there are viral clips of a brawl, which included my main dude, Micah Parsons, taking on and landing multiple swings at the head of a very helmeted, Tyler Biatish. swinging on a guy still rocking a bonnet is always going to be the dumbest thing ever, honestly. Now, you know I'm a big fan of Micah. Tremendous talent, and we know he's no sissy. This is the spicy challenge, not the sissy challenge. Yeah, I, I understand, Micah. It is the spicy challenge, not the sissy challenge. This is the spicy challenge, not the sissy challenge. He directed that at me. That's not some <laughs> innocuous quote that we lifted. He said that to my face. Yeah. Wait, I, I need to see the gift card. Dude, are you done with that? Why don't you just dump that whole bottle on that? Can we get a gift card on I, need mo- I need to see the money on the table. $20 right now. That ain't, <laughs> n- that ain't enough, dude. That ain't enough. How about you put that watch on the table? <laughs> yeah, how about that? After all, it's not the sissy challenge. Anyway, he's swinging on a teammate who's still wearing a helmet, which is always the dumbest thing ever, whether it's the opposition or a teammate. What what are you going to prove by letting the hands go when somebody's wearing a helmet other than you're probably going to break your own hand? You're not going to hurt them. You know why? They're wearing a helmet. That's why guys don't take their helmet off during fights unless they use them to weaponize them and swing them. So not a surprise to me in the least that the dude ripped the defensive player of the year award this past season. But this is why I was cringing. If he wins it, it wouldn't. It would not surprise me if he wins it this season, which is why I was cringing watching him swinging on a teammate, still rocking a helmet. The only thing that comes out of that is your best player getting hurt. Nothing good possibly comes out of that. That does not bond anybody. That does not bring anybody closer together. Think of that in terms of risk and reward. The risk is definitely there. Your best player breaks his hand. But there is no upside. There is no reward. After the practice, safety Jaron Kurse. Dropped a line that kind of made some sense. Kind of sounds awesome, but then it kind of makes no sense, right? He said, quote, they came for us, so we ain't taking no bleep from nobody. All 32 teams, we ain't taking no bleep. From nobody. So that's what it comes down to. Whether it's our offense or the next offense, we're trying to show that we the best in the business. It got spicy out there. It's gonna get spicy on Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, whenever the F we go to line up. That's how we going to come. End of quote. I mean part of me loves that mentality. Part of me loves that mentality. As long as we're not talking about swinging on your own. Notice he said all 32 teams. That means he's including his own. I don't think the Cowboys defense should be giving the Cowboys offense an easy time in practice. Of course not. And of course, I don't think they should take any bleep from the offense, of course. But let's not get it twisted. These are still guys fighting for the same thing. They're still teammates. These are dudes that you need to be on your side, trying to help you get a Lombardi. They're not the enemy. Go hard. Work hard. Compete hard. Make everything count. Get spicy. I'm all for it. But throwing punches isn't spicy. And if you throw punches on Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whenever the hell you line up, It's not going to go well. I can tell you that this much, or I'll tell you that right now. It's never going to help you win. Neither is swinging on teammates in August. Now, at least the Jets, segue, at least the Jets were throwing hands at another team yesterday, which is not quite as dumb, but still pretty dumb. There were so many fights at the Jets-Bucks joint practice that it felt like they were happening after every single play. Which obviously is not a productive thing. But even worse, somehow, some way, Jets' cornerbacks coach Tony Oden wound up in the hospital after one of the melee's. Bob Sala said afterwards, "quote He took some friendly fire during a fight, but that he's quote doing fine. He's awake. He's doing fine. He's stable. So everything's fine." quote Are you kidding? That that's the description. An assistant coach, because of some worthless training camp fight, is, quote, awake? Doing fine? Stable? Was this dude caught in some friendly fire or hit and dragged by an 18-wheeler? Is this dude in intensive care? He's awake? He's alert? He's doing fine? Man, he better be doing fine. Can you imagine... If it weren't fine. Can you imagine if a Jets coach was in serious trouble or in intensive care or hooked up to some ventilator because he was caught up in, quote, friendly fire as a result of some stupid training camp brawl? Man, what a disaster. That should be all the heads up anybody needs about these fights and how dumb and dangerous and unnecessary and the fact that they never lead to anything good, which is why I was a little bit surprised to hear Bob Sala say this after practice. It's hot, <laughs> but um, I, you, you guys know me. It's a, uh, I joke around, but it, it is what it is. Keep it below the neck, above the waist, and at the same time, if, if you want to get a little extra conditioning in and have a little skirmish of pushing and shoving, go ahead. It's not going to hurt you, but uh, I, I, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. I understand football is football. I understand that you got big bodies slamming up against each other. Guys are competitive. Guys are on edge. But you know what, though? I grew up in the Valley. I didn't go around walking around when it got really hot, punching people. I didn't walk around the streets on edge looking to start something. Man, I grew up in the Valley. I grew up in the 818. It was like 130 every summer. It's hot. It was hot. Discover credit cards, do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you have earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com match. This whole below the neck, above the waist thing, yeah, it's kind of cute. Try telling that to your assistant coach. Coach, in theory, I guess some shoving is fine, sure. But the problem is when it goes way past shoving and assistants end up getting carted off and sent away to the ER after taking friendly fire. One last thing let's not blame the joint practices either. Yes, joint practices have become increasingly toxic over the last few years. And they seem more toxic now than ever before. It wasn't just the Jets and Bucks or the Cowboys and Oxnard. There was a fight between Max Crosby and Cam Akers yesterday at the Raiders-Rams practice. Which, by the way, is a pretty insane move by Cam. But there were brawls everywhere. Just don't blame the joint practices. It's the fault of the dudes who can't handle the joint practices. The joint practices might be toxic, but they're necessary because plenty of head coaches will tell you we learn or get more out of that than the games themselves because we can't play our guys in the games themselves. So they're a necessity. Camp fights are an inevitable byproduct, but it doesn't change the take. Man, be smart. Be smart. Fights aren't stupid. Camp fights are stupid. I'll never say it fights are stupid. I'm actually glad this came up because while I was gone, an amazing fight happened. Amazing does not do it justice. In fact, when I saw this, I wanted to get on a red eye right back home so I could get to the studio to talk about it. The fight was not in football. And I know I'm going back, but the fight was in MLB. I'm talking about Jose Ramirez's fist and Tim Anderson's face. Here it comes.
1: A swing and a smash to first by the diving Vaughn. Down the right field line. Kicks into the corner. Ramirez on his way to second. Head first slide. Safe and in the score is Jimenez. And another hustle double. Right over the bag at first. Now Hosey and Anderson square. Ramirez went in with a head first slide. Hosey never gets upset about anything. They came up chewing. Anderson squared off. Hosey decked him. It's a five to one Chicago. I expected the umpire to jump in there. Everybody
0: as Anderson Jackson got to his and feet. Offense, and the Umpire wiped his gloves off, looked him in the eye, and said, You alright, you alright, you want to continue? You good? You good? How many fingers am I holding up? How many innings are there in a nine-inning game? You good? You good? You want to continue? So again, what I'm saying is I'm not opposed to fights per se. Just training camp fights. they lead to nothing good. U.S. Cellular knows how important your kid's relationship with technology is and they have made it their mission to help them establish good digital habits early on. That's why they have partnered with Screen Sanity, a nonprofit profit dedicated to helping kids navigate the digital landscape. And for a smarter start to the school year, U.S. Cellular is also offering a free basic phone on new eligible lines, providing an alternative to a smartphone for kids. Start smarter with with U.S. Cellular. Visit uscellular.com slash built for us to find out more. Restrictions to apply. Visit uscellular.com for terms. Jalen Petrie is my guest. Jalen, good to have you on. How are you? I'm doing good. How y'all doing? Good, dude. Good. So, I mentioned you had a huge, huge year last year. You're coming off that monster individual season. How are you feeling about your game right now? And then how are you feeling about the team overall as you get ready for the start of the season?
2: Yeah, first off, I want to start by saying I feel like all of those stats that you you mentioned, none of those are – I wouldn't be able to get none of those without my teammates. So, first off, I want to give credit to them, you know, for helping me throughout the season – and I'm, I'm feeling great. Year two has been good so far. You know, I've been healthy, having a lot of fun out here. Um, and it's just been good to get back out here with my teammates and just be on the field.
0: Jill and Petrie joining us. You mentioned your teammates. Let me ask you this. You put up those big numbers, and understandably, but not, not without the help of the guys around you, but overall, what were your biggest takeaways from year one, and then what are you looking to improve upon in year two?
2: Um, I think the biggest thing is um, confidence and trust trusting yourself and trusting your teammates. Um when you do that, I feel like you're able to make a lot of plays um and you know that in turn will turn to some wins. So I'm 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 happy to be out here with with my great teammates, my great coaching staff and I think it's been, you know, wonderful um the the growth that we've made from year 1 to year 2 and you know all the things that you know, we look forward to doing it in the future.
0: You know, trust, it's such an important word. Trust in yourself, trust in your teammates, and then I would imagine trust in the scheme, trust in the coaches. You've got a brand new head coach in D'Amico Ryans, very intense as a player, an all-pro linebacker. What's he been like to play for so far? And then how different do you think that defense, or how different will that defense look with him? Uh, yeah, I, the, deliberate.
2: Coach, coach Miko is very deliberate his approach. He wants everything done the right way. You know, he wants everybody being aggressive and, you know, being intentional with what they're doing. So um, I think it's going to be good for us going into this year. And, you know, we're going to do a lot of great things. I know Coach D'Amico is has done a great job with it so far. And I just, you know, look forward to the future with him.
0: We're talking to Jalen Petrie. What about the other side of the ball? You've got a brand new quarterback, of course, in CJ Stroud, the second overall pick. It's a given. There's going to be some growing pains, but generally how has he looked to you and what do you think of the way he handles himself and carries himself as the future face of the franchise?
2: Yeah, he's a stud. Like it's literally that simple. He does (laughs) everything that he needs to do. Um, in and out of the building to be ready for, you know, practices and games. You know, like you said, there's going to be some growing pains, but I feel like regardless of your position, regardless of what you're doing in life, you know, you're going to learn as you go. So um, I think all of those experiences are, you know, positive for him and for this team. So, you know, I look forward to, you know, riding with CJ, and I know he's going to be, you know, great this year and in the years to come because, you know, he, he, he's a real pro for sure.
0: No, I like that reaction. He's a stud, period. He's just a stud. We're talking to Jalen Petrie. You know, I had a great conversation with your fellow Texan safety, Jimmy Ward, not long ago. And that phrase, pro's pro, it gets thrown around quite a bit, but that's exactly what that dude is. He's a pro's pro. What have you learned from being around a guy who has played at a high level for as long as Jimmy has?
2: Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy is an apex, apex predator. Like, he does everything – that needs to be done on the field and he's always thinking about his teammates when he's doing it you know he's a guy that's really selfless and a guy that you know doesn't shy away from anything whether that's contact whether that's coverage whatever uh, the coaches need him to do he's going to do it and you know me just seeing him in year 10 the selflessness um the accountability that he has is is really inspiring to me because that's something that i want to be like when i hopefully get to year 10 he's a he's a like you said he's a pro's pro and He's the real deal. Like, he does everything right, and I'm just trying to, you know, follow his footsteps and learn as much as I can from him while I'm here.
0: So, Jalen, before you came on, I was having a conversation, and I shared some thoughts about what was going on around the league yesterday. You know, it's hot. Tempers are up. Frustrations are high. Guys are letting their hands go all around the league during joint practices. I mean, what's going on here? Is this business as usual, or are joint practices – are they kind of getting out of control? Have they outlived their usefulness? Is there a better way to do this? Um,
2: honestly, I honestly don't have the answer for that. I feel like, you know, it is hot outside. Um, it is very, you know, it's a contact sport, so so tempers can get flaring and, you know, and practice is obviously thud, but people can be brought to the ground. So there's a lot of, you know, gray area in that. But I feel like for the most part, um, it's been good work with the Dolphins so far. I've learned some things. I've gotten better. I've, you know, challenged myself against, you know, their great offense. And um, I think that joint practices are a positive. And I think that, um, you know, the NFL should keep, keep them going.
0: Hey, dude, speaking of that, you picked off Tua yesterday. You housed it. And then you let him know it, quote, screaming, get the bleep out of here. Go home, which I love. I love the energy. Was that just a matter of how you practice is how you play? Or was that a little more personal?
2: Nah, it's nothing personal with that. And it really wasn't targeted to tour. It was just, you know, like, I don't know. It was just... You made a play, <laughs> dude.
0: You were in the moment. Was, you made a play.
2: It's in the moment. And like like you said, game. every day is game day. I feel like when I wake up, whatever I'm doing, I'm trying to do it to the best of my ability. And I'm trying to, you know, do everything 100%. And I'm trying to do it all right. So, every day is game day. And when I, you know, have a big play like that, I'm going to celebrate like it's game day. So, Um, That's what kind of went into
0: that. Great mentality. Every day is game day. I like that. I'm going to keep that. So before you go, you the thing about the league is you can go from bad to good or good to bad really quickly. We see it almost every single year. This team's coming off a three-win season. With a new coaching staff and a revamped roster, do you see this team taking a big step this season?
2: Um, I do. But I think the biggest thing that – myself and my teammates are focused on right now is just the process. We're very process-oriented right now. We're not really worried about the goals because um, I feel like everybody has the same goals in the league. Everybody wants to get to the Super Bowl, but um, there's obviously some, some differences um, in the middle. So we're trying to, you know, take care of the middle and um, get that right and hopefully, you know, end up where we want to end up in the end.
0: See, I tend to believe that. You know, guys say that, that we're not worried about the results. We're worried about the process. And normally somebody might say, what are you talking about? The results are the only thing that matter. But the fact of the matter is you can't really control them. But you can control how you approach and how you react and what the process is. If I were to say to you, leave me with this thought. If you're only concerned about the process, not the results, exactly what is the process?
2: The process simply for me every day is uh, my routine. You know, I have a strict routine and things that I do on a day-to-day basis um, in my game week. So I'm just going to stick to that and um, continue to, you know, refine that process as well. Continue to, you know, find things that work in a routine and things that don't work in a routine and, you know, continue to stick to that. And when I look up in the end of the year, I would, you know, make changes from there if the results were good and if they weren't good. So I think the biggest thing is just sticking to my routine and just showing up every day intentional in my routine.
0: And then finally, how important then, that said... How important then to you is consistency, consistency in routine, consistency in everything you do?
2: Oh, it's the most important because I think in, in this league, um, the only thing that matters is is the play that you're in, you're, 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 the play that's happening right now. You know, there's going to be good plays, there's going to be bad plays, but you got to take care of what you're doing in the now. And if you don't, then then it's going to show. You're going to look back and say, oh, I took five plays off, I took ten plays off. And then that's where you see the, you know, discrepancies and the, the slack start to show up. I think if you can stay consistent through it all, that's when you see, you know, the great players like Jimmy Ward and like um D'Amico. Like that's why they're so successful because of their consistency throughout the years
0: because they don't take plays off they don't take play or they don't take reps off one last thing you grew up playing for or you grew up playing just 20 miles away from where you're playing right now meaning your parents are always at NRG Stadium how awesome is it to be able to share the dream with your parents given how much they probably sacrificed so you could be in this position
2: Oh, it's it's, it's awesome, man. They mean the world to me. You know, all the things, like you said, they sacrificed all the things that they taught me. And, you know, without them, I wouldn't be anything. Like, um, they're, they're the sole reason why I'm here today. My dad spent a lot of time with me on and off the football field. My mom spent a lot of time with me off the football field, and I think that that has, you know, carved me into the man I am today. And You know, I'm forever, you know, grateful for them and the things that they've done for me.
0: Good stuff. Coming off a great individual year 147 tackles, five picks, a sack, a fumble. Texans going to open up the season against the Ravens on September 10th. Jalen Petrie made it in. Jalen, appreciate you. Great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, too. Jason in Boulder. Jason, what's up? How are you?
3: What's happening, Jim? This is freaking
0: awesome that you and DJ are coming into town
3: for Move-In Weekend. And um, I just want to offer this out. I don't want to name the name of the spa, however, because I don't know how you deal with stuff on the – yeah. However, I work at a spa in Boulder, and I would be more than happy to take care of you and or Dodger Jano this weekend. So let me know if you're even interested. And I know it's Move-In Weekend, but take a little time for yourself. That's all I got.
0: And I love Coach Prime. I'm out. Nice job. I like it. I like that. Jason in Boulder. Rack him, Alvy. Rack him. He said, I know it's moving weekend, but dude, take some time for yourself. And shouldn't I? I've worked four days this week. Shouldn't I take some time for myself? Paul in Boulder. Good to have you, Paul. What's up?
3: Hey, Jimbo, long time listener, first time caller from the Green State of Colorado. Got a couple things for you, DJ, and the little Romy to do. Hit up Red Rocks. Saturday night at Red Rocks is Reggae on the Rocks. If you have not been to Red Rocks, anybody that can hear my voice needs to go to Red Rocks before you die. Place is 290 million years old, and it is the best concert venue maybe in the world. Also place to eat the rio grande restaurant there in boulder best margaritas in town you're going to have a blast up there enjoy it yeah one other thing i heard you say uh rogan loam was going snowboarding eldora ski area 15 miles to the west of the beautiful hamlet of boulder you guys are going to have a blast
0: my man nice job paul appreciate the recommendations red rock we go to huntington beach soap brah silk is it you
4: what's up what's brah? up oh not much brad i got a few more weeks left of vacation um jen silk and i finished up our final uh wine country trip of the summer so you know it's back to trophy husband mode brad getting ready for the school year um so you know just cruising back congrats on the boulder thing brad um i was there not too uh, a few years back and right outside of boulder and broomfield there was a van skate park so i don't know if logan skates but he does and it's still there killer spot bruh. um so uh you know austin i'm stoked you're back on there bruh. i've got about 30 family members that live in and around austin they're all silks bruh. so it's pretty killer so i got a shout out to lake travis hippie hollow uh elgin texas uh Round Rock, dude, if you see the silks there, tell them hi. Now they're going to be able to check out my brilliance on a semi-regular basis, so that's always good. Now i got to crack on our boy and my fellow Smack Off champ, Caleb in Green Bay. This poor guy, man, he's a big Brewers fan, and of course we all know the Brewers are getting smashed up at Blue Heaven on Earth right now, like most teams have been lately. Caleb went on a real salty rant last night, you know, cursing and stuff, which is weird because He's a choir boy. I think he's an actual choir boy, so much so he had to apologize on Twitter this morning. Caleb, it's okay, bro. This is going on with all teams that play the Dodgers right now. I know for a fact you're out with your dad right now running some errands, bro. So if you feel the need to cry, just turn to the right, look out the window, and if your dad says, Caleb, why are you crying? Just say, I love looking at the cows and the grass and the nature of Wisconsin. It's beautiful here. Now, along the same lines, bruh, I got a message to those who follow what Ray called the mustard and brown in that sleepy little lagoon to the south that we all love to visit when we live in Orange County. Hey, Padre fans. Hey, Padre fans. <laughs> oh, that's what's in, bruh. Okay, bro. Now listen up, bruh. Um, I'm stoked on you for being in San Antonio. You know I'd never throw a wet blanket on an affiliate announcement. Anytime the jungle's out there, it's great. I totally get it. But I teach English and history, not math. But if your show's on from 9 to 12 in SoCal and 12 to 2 in Texas, something does not add up. What, What if the hour they miss is the hour I call? This is not right. So San Antonio clones, what you need to do, is you need to bang the monkey. Find out who that program director is. And just like we used to remind Elgin Baylor when the trade deadline was and when the draft was, remind your monkey that three hours of the show is better than two hours of the show. Uh, hope you have a good trip, bra. Alvin, you know I love you. Brah, 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 brah. Later, brah.
0: Brah. Brah. Rack him. Good job. So I mentioned off the very top that everybody seems to be suiting up for a football practice and acting like it's Thunderdome. Football practice has apparently become Fight Club. Look at the NFL. Look at all the skirmishes. Look at all the guys getting the hands, giving the hands. The first rule of Football Fight Club, swing on your teammates, which to me is the dumbest thing ever, especially if they're wearing helmets. However, it's not just the NFL. My soon-to-be new Boulder family got in on the action yesterday. Coach Prime and company went viral for some comments that Dion made to the team immediately following a practice fight. So a fight breaks out there. Some of the other buffs during the fight turn and walk away from the fight. They walk off the field while it was going down. And, of course, because it involved Prime, cameras were rolling. They always are when Prime is around. That's part of the process. I'm not even opposed to it. It's smart. They're rolling, so they caught his reaction to some of the guys who thought better of jumping into the fray. I seen two of y'all walking off over there, and you got to keep teammate fighting. What do they do there that? Nowhere. Nowhere. Not what do they do to Not no here. Way. If one fight, we all fight. You understand that? I don't want to see y'all walking off with somebody's fight. Yes, sir. Never again. Walking oh, walk yes, off. Quote, if one fight, we all fight. That's If a new one, one fight, we all fight. You That's understand a new that one? If one fight, we all fight. If one fight, we you all know, fight. You know, like in the NBA, if you leave the bench, you're in big trouble. Not like, hey, man, if there's a fight on the floor, you get your ass off the bench. If you leave the bench, that's why you always see coaches like this, don't go, don't go. Now, Prime is saying, if one fight, we all fight. If
3: one fight, we all fight.
0: At least if we're talking about fighting teammates. (laughs) I don't know. Like In the context of one teammate literally swinging on another teammate, I'm not sure I've ever heard a coach drop anything like the line, if one fight, we all fight. If one fight, we all fight. It kind of sounds like if you see a fire, run into the burning building. Burning. If you see a cliff, jump off the edge of it. If you see a sinkhole, leap right in, head first. In other words, it kind of feels like the exact opposite of good advice. Hey, listen, Dion has forgotten more football than I will ever know. And I'm sure the man has seen hundreds upon hundreds of camp fights in his life and probably been in his share of them as well. I also don't think that he actually means he wants the entire team brawling with one another. I don't think his point was, if one fight happens, the rest of y'all better pair off, square up, and start letting the hands go. I think he just means you don't walk away when two teammates are fighting. I think. I can understand that much. Unfortunately, social media does not do nuance. And all social media saw were the words, quote, If one fight, we all fight. If one fight, we all fight. Which isn't exactly playing very well on social. It'd be a rough enough look if this were an NFL practice, but apparently to tell a college kid that he wants more fighting, was not the best look, not totally well received by everybody. Then again, I'm pretty sure Dion doesn't give a damn. I'm pretty sure Prime don't care. If there's one thing we know about Dion, he's going to do it Dion's way. And to his credit, Dion's way has taken him a hell of a long way very quickly. Dion's way has all of Boulder fired up. It sounds counterintuitive. But if one guy is getting his ass kicked in practice, make sure you all get your asses kicked in practice. If one, you know, kind of like Oprah, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. Everybody gets a car. Everybody gets their ass kicked. You get an ass kicking. You get an ass kicking. You get an ass kicking. You get a broken jaw. You get a broken face. If one guy suffers a broken face, you will all suffer broken faces. Again, it doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense to me, but his methods, unconventional as they are, are working for him. And until they're not, I'm going to keep giving this guy the benefit of the doubt for being different, for being different. Different is good. My guy Greg Harden is really big on that. Be different. You have to be different. Now, if this guy comes out, if Prime rolls out and they win one game again after he overturned the entire roster and said, if one guy fights, we all fight, and does things like that, and they win one game or they win two games, then we're going to have a different conversation. When I drop Logs off this weekend, I'm going to tell him, yo, I know what the coach said about his team. You, however, Junior... Do not be rushing back into the bar and be the first one in a bar brawl. That's not the best idea. I'll tell my kid that. In one fight, we all fight. Let me stress. fights, Fights are not really stupid. Camp fights are. This feels like deja vu. I'm actually glad this came up because while I was gone, an amazing fight happened. You ever feel like your life is just one big loop? In fact, when I saw this, I wanted to take a red eye back home to the studio just so I could talk about it. No, I'm not talking about Errol Spence getting mauled. No, not Gaethje turning out Poirier's lights. Have I talked about this? Have I mentioned this? The fight was not in football, but it was in baseball. I'm talking about Jose Ramirez's fist and Tim Anderson's face
1: here it comes a swing and a smash to first by the diving vaughn down the right field line kicks into the corner ramirez on his way to second head first slide safe and in to score is jimenez and another hustle double right over the bag at first now jose They came up chewing. Anderson squared off. Hosey decked him. It's a 5-1 Chicago lead, but everybody from the dugouts and the bullpens congregated around second base. You never see Jose Ramirez get upset like that. That is a great call. And Tim Anderson was on the wrong side of that punch.
0: My man put him to sleep. Stop me if you heard that before. Amazing punch. Amazing call. Hey, Manford. Never mind. That got me talking about baseball. Anyway, so Prime. Again, Prime is always going the other way. Prime's like, one fight, we all fight. (laughs) I better see all of you on the field swinging on one another. How counterintuitive is that? Not not these two dudes, that'll happen. They squared off, break it up, settle the hell down, hit the showers. No, no. All of you fight. And not even like that baseball Why code where fight. if a fight breaks out and you don't not only leave the bullpen or leave the dugout, but get there at a certain rate, you're in big trouble. This guy's essentially saying. One fights, we all fight. Yeah, but what if we're fighting each other? Do we want to really beat the crap out of each other right before the start of the year? Is that the best idea? In one fight, we all fight. I I mean, I, I get having your guys back, but do you want to fight each other? You want to knock each other out? That seems a little counterintuitive to me. But then again, a lot of what he does does seem counterintuitive and it's working. Paul in H-Town. Good to have you. Paul, how are you?
3: I am awesome, just like you. No, I had to share this little story about Dodger Jano because uh, it it takes me way back to a tour stop at the Sam Houston Race Park back when you used to kind of make fun of horse racing as a glorified you know, dog racing and back when NASCAR was just, you know, left turn only circuit. But my son, Down syndrome, uh, was in a stroller, and we were dead last in line for the autograph session for the Welcome to the Jungle CD. Had this huge bodyguard Asian guy. uh, And anyway, my wife made friends with Jano at the end of the line, and y'all waved everybody off and said, that's it, we're going to cut it off. Jano ran upstage and whispered in your ear, and you waved us over, and I still have the CD with silver Sharpie with yours and Dodger Jano's signature on it. My son is now 24, and you are now part of the Thoroughbred team. So it, it, it's weird how everything has come full circle, and sure enough, I mean, I, I can verify he is the nicest uh, Person that I've ever met, other than my own bride. So, war, Janet.
0: My brother. What a great call. What a nice call. Thank you very much. Good night now.